You're listening to the Darien Diaries. Welcome back, 20-something Survival Guide fam. I'm Darian Alexis, and here on Darian Diaries, we have new episodes every other Wednesday. I'm thrilled to have you here for another episode where you and me will uncover the secrets to surviving and thriving in our 20s together. Today, we have a special guest joining us to tackle a topic that many of us can relate to, how to survive moving away. Whether it's for a new job, education, or a fresh start, moving away from family and friends can be both exciting and overwhelming. So let's dive in and discover strategies to make the transition a little easier. Joining me today is someone who has experienced the ups and downs of moving away firsthand, just like me. So allow me to introduce our incredible guest and my amazing friend, Jayla. Jayla has embarked on multiple moves, conquering new cities and forging a path of resilience and growth, and even recently moved to a new state, just like me. So welcome to the show, Jayla. Hi, guys. You make me sound so official. Um, no, I'm super excited <laughs> to be here and to yeah share this journey that moving across state lines and time zones and all that good stuff with you today. So I'm one of Darian's very best friends. We met in college. Um, right now, I'm living in Tennessee as a bartender, um, and I also am a freelance graphic designer. Um, so just doing a hodgepodge of things right now, just figuring out my twenties and yeah, making drinks and making art, making drinks and making art. I love that so much. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, before we get into the question segment, I do want to share some quotes because I got a lot of feedback from my first episode that people really enjoyed the quotes. So I have a few, and if we want to discuss how the quotes make us feel, I just pulled three. And so the first quote says, you may feel like home is the anchor in your storm, but leaving may well save you from drowning. And that's from unknown. So we don't know who said that quote, but, (laughs) but how does that quote make you feel? Like, do you agree with that? Like moving away could really save you from drowning? Oh, I 100%. As soon as you started saying that, like, I was instantly transported back to, like, COVID times, like, moving back in with my family. That was, like, the first time, like, I ever, like, actually had arguments with my mom, and I thought that I was never going to be able to, like, leave or get a job outside of Cincinnati, let alone Ohio. Um, So I 100% agree with that, because I feel like when I moved the first time out of Cincy, that distance definitely helped save me and help me, you know, put down boundaries and, you know, really focus on what I want and kind of put that distance between my family, but not too much. So I definitely resonate with that. Yeah, for sure. I love that. And for our second quote, we have, there's nothing wrong with being content with where you are, but if you have that nagging voice in your head telling you to just go, then do it. Comfort zones are well comfortable, but they're Also a place where possibilities are limited and opportunities are minimal. So just do it. And that is Brittany Dick. And she was a blogger from Elite Daily. And I really like that one. I felt like I really resonated with that one because I'm always the person that has that knacking voice in my head. So if something's telling me to just do it, I always go for it. But like Nike says, just do it. Just do it. No, that's how you just got to do it, especially in your 20s. It's like this is like 
the last, last opportunities in life where you can, like, kind of do some things and not have too many consequences. So, yeah, you just got to do it because otherwise you're just going to be left with that one, that wondering. Yeah, absolutely. I, I could not agree more. And which leads us to our last quote for the episode, and that is the sweetest part of leaving home is knowing beyond the shadow of a doubt that you'll always carry it with you. And I think that's so sweet. I feel like I always carry home with me. And one thing we'll circle back to at some point is leaving can be super exciting. But at the end of the day, we know we can always go back home if we need to. And if we decide not to, we do always carry it in our heart. You saying those, I was instantly transported to two things. One, Ohio University. I don't know why, but you oh know, they yes. like, you can always come home. These bricks are your homes. And then two, the Hannah Montana movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the last song. That yeah. I was like, oh yeah. my gosh. You can change your hair and you can, and change, you can your... change your clothes. Yeah. Mini dance party. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely. So awesome. So let's hop into the question. So this is just going to be an open little back and forth between us. Um, but moving can really bring up a mix of emotions. So do you mind sharing with the listeners a personal experience of a significant move, even if it's your last one to Tennessee and how you navigated some of the challenges that came with it? Um, my most recent move to Tennessee back in March, no, April, my bad, found out we were moving mid-March, moved mid-April. Which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was very quick, very abrupt. And it's funny that one of your quotes was talking about, you know, being content. I just found like the perfect contentness to, I was working three jobs at the time on top of being a freelance designer. And I was actually very content and so comfortable with where I was at in life. And then my incredible boyfriend, who I love, just dropped this bomb. Hey, I got a job in Tennessee. And I was just like, what, what does that even mean for us? And like my first immediate thought was like, we can't do this. Like we just re-signed our lease for another year. Like literally this week we just re-signed a lease. Um, and I didn't even know really what to say. I actually just was like, okay, I'm going to go to Disney trivia at my job and just left. And I talked to my boss at the time, who I freaking love. He is filled with so much knowledge and wisdom. And, like, I came in just, like, a storm of emotions. I had no idea, like, what to say or what to do or really even how to approach the conversation I knew we had to have. And I remember, like, he let me get everything out of, like, how I was feeling. Like, and he was like, you know what? He's like, just go home and sit down with him and just be like, what do you expect of me? And just go from there and like you guys will figure it out. Because at that point we've been together a little over three years and you know, we had, you know, moved to Dayton together, um, you know, s- survived like moving out of Athens and him going to Dayton and me going back home to Cincy. Uh, but like moving out of state, I was like, Wow, I've never moved I've never moved out of state ever, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving with, you know, a significant other, you know, instantly you're like you know, what if we break up? Like, can I go back home? What am I, you know, what do I need to do? Like, you know, thinking of yourself um, and like telling my parents, I was like, oh my gosh, like, what are they going to think? Are they going to think like, we're not ready for this or, you know, we're too young? Um, 
but like my mom was actually so incredibly supportive. I think she was way more excited than I was at the time, actually. Um, my parents eventually want to move to the South. So I think for them, that was like, okay, yeah, this is something we can do because we already have one kid down there. Um, but I was incredibly overwhelmed, like from the time we found out we were going to move until the time like we got down here because, you know, he had a job, which was great, um, you know, mm-hmm. didn't have to really worry about money. He was going to be making more. So he was going to be able to, you know, carry the load for a little bit. Um, but me, I was like, OK, is this the opportunity for me to, you know, try and get back into the corporate world of uh, professional design or do I just look for another bartending gig? Because, you know, it's Tennessee. We are moving 30 minutes from Nashville. So it was like, kind of seems like it's just a sign that I should just, you know, bartend. Yeah. Um, so just all these questions, you know, I talked a lot with my mom. No, and I had so many conversations. And I actually did interview for a position for a design job and was offered the job. Um, but I just, you know, something inside of me just felt like it wasn't, I wasn't ready to return back Mm -hmm. just yet. And they were incredibly understanding about it. Um, great company that I still will support. Um, and I got found this job on LinkedIn, uh, for company distilling, a bartender was needed. Um, I interviewed or I applied, interviewed like two days later, um, and I remember when Jess called me, my boss, she was like, yeah, I had like, I called all your references and like, I had to like stop calling them because they were all saying <laughs> such great things about you. And I had to hurry up and scoop you up before like you found some other gig. Um, so in that moment, I knew that I was making the right decision as a career path. And I was like, okay, I've got a job. He's got a job. You know, now finding somewhere to move was way more difficult you know in a perfect role they wanted him there on April 1st but we found out he got this job on like March 16th and I was like there's no way we're gonna be able to do that pack up move like put a deposit down like no way um so we decided to stay you know two more weeks in Ohio save up a few more checks um found a great place signed blindly which is (laughs) something I recommend (laughs) people pray over and don't do we got very lucky um but you know the anxiety of that like (laughs) what does this place look like these pictures could be fake like this couldn't even be a real apartment complex tell me about it driving (laughs) to um so very very fortunate to you know have everything work out super well have the assistance both our parents helping us financially to move and physically Noah's dad was incredible he drove his truck down here um made sure Noah was great driving down the U-Haul so mainly a lot of anxiety is what I felt with this move mainly Mm -hmm. because you know it's state lines and being away from family for the first time for you know an indefinite amount of period like the only time I've ever lived out of state was I interned in New York uh for like three months um but like I knew when that was over I was going back home to my friends and family um so this was just like okay I don't know when I'll see my family next or you know but it was it was great um the move actually was probably one of the smoothest moves we've ever had. Um, this is our third move together. Um, so, and we're not going anywhere for at least two years. <laughs> that, that is, I'm not moving in another year, at least two or three years. Yeah. Which is so funny. Cause I feel like you totally embodied the second quote that we talked about the just do it quote. Cause you guys really just picked up and you went, I can't even imagine, I know we've talked about it, but just like the stress that you were going through, because with my move, I've moved twice, 
out of state. So I moved from Ohio to Indiana and then Indiana to um, Connecticut. And with both of those moves, I thought about it for so long before I actually happened. And in both of the moves, I was able to really plan things out, like find an apartment that I really like wanted, find a job. Well, I guess I moved to Connecticut without a job, which was terrifying. And I also moved in with a boyfriend and I've already had a failed relationship where we lived together across state lines, which is probably a story for another day. (laughs) But yeah, I can't believe you just picked up and you went. So major kudos to you for, you know, surviving it and thriving through that as well. I don't know if I thrived through it. I definitely <laughs> called you a lot because we we moved like the same week. I'm yeah, we sure. did. We did. I moved at the beginning of the week, and I'm pretty sure you moved like either the next, like end. with yeah, like the within seven days. I'm pretty sure. I moved on the 14th, and, and I moved on like the seventh, the seventh yeah, or eighth. And my birthday was the next day, and I realized that my I, my license was expired because I turned 25. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I fully, like, was thrown into the whole Tennessee, like, residency. Yeah. Jokes on Connecticut. I still haven't gotten my Connecticut license. I tried to. I went to the DMV and ended up bawling my eyes out because I waited for two hours because I had an appointment. And then after two hours of sitting there, I got to the front just for them to tell me I was missing like several forms that I needed from my like loan service since I'm like um, financing my car. I don't have it all paid off. So that was so upsetting. And I only had one form of like proving that I live where I live. Mm -hmm. So they're like, yeah, no, you can't get this today, but come back again. So now I'm angry. (laughs) No. Yeah. That's definitely something I didn't know. Like I had to get new car insurance because I'm in a different state. Yeah. I had to get new, a new license plate and new tags and I needed a new license, but I couldn't do one thing without the other. Yeah. I I too called the DMV like pretty much in tears and I was like I don't know what to do first like and I think I literally had this like 80 year old lady that was like honey just come down here with your um with this this and this and we'll get your license and we'll give you like a note that you can give like your insurance company and this so that you can get started and she definitely sounded like that that's why (laughs) no I was so frustrated though when I went to the DMV because I went on their website and I made sure I had everything so I thought And they did not make it clear enough on their website that I needed like these 10 forms because I thought I had the title. I have like this whole certificate that's like title of car, but apparently it's just like a title until I get the legit title. Mm -hmm. So they needed the legit title. So if any of you listeners are planning on moving, make sure you really research or just go into the DMV and expect to be disappointed. Like (laughs) expect for the worst and hope for the best because I went in, I'm like, I am prepared. I am like a prepared type A girl. And I went in and I literally walked out, sat in the car and just cried for 10 minutes. Anyways, let's jump into the second question. Um, We are going to cover a lot of the emotions that come up when it comes to moves, but I was curious if you have any tips for the actual process of moving, like packing things up. Just don't move. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, I'm definitely like a Pinterest girl. Like I'll look up ways to like 
so like stuff doesn't get tangled or overlapped but I would say the one thing I've done every single move is when I'm packing things in boxes I like don't mix rooms like I won't put yes. kitchen stuff with like my living room stuff no I keep all that separate and then I write on the top of the box like living room and then like if there's something crucial in that box I'll be like tv remote or like roku um that way like immediately like things I could find and like I usually pack my laundry I have two laundry baskets and I pack those last and when I pack into those it's like my shower curtain our shower stuff mm-hmm. um like a towel in case you know anything like mishaps um and then I'll put all of like I have a lot of small potted plants I'll put those in my laundry basket that way like I can physically carry them down and put them in like my front seat with me um I will say like some things that were a little bit harder this move around so we didn't actually move to Tennessee within the two weeks of finding out we actually moved out of our apartment um before April 1st so we could get out of our lease and not have to pay a fine and we moved in with his parents in their basement for two weeks so we actually moved all of our stuff from our apartment to U-Haul moved all that stuff from the U-Haul to his parents garage and it sat there for two weeks um like two of my plants died but it's okay um I would like be like can <laughs> Rip someone to open the plants <laughs> literally I would be like can someone open the garage door today so my plants could get some sun um while I was at work um but like start packing like when you know even when you haven't found a place yet you still need to start packing because like packing sucks it's the worst there's no perfect way to do it but label stuff um like in like small boxes for like tv like cords and like batteries remotes try and keep all that stuff central that way when you're like looking for stuff when you are unpacking you can be like oh I know I put the batteries for this in this box along with you know this remote um clothes don't try and do anything fancy with clothes like (laughs) stuff them in a garbage bag period they're they're great for when you need to shove like something in cracks like your your, yeah your tvs your noah hates we have this one giant mirror he hates he's hung it twice he absolutely hates it um fun fact we just bought another giant mirror today because they were 50 percent off at kirkland and i wanted a full body one yeah i Um, love full body mirrors (laughs) he literally goes (laughs) we are not buying any more mirrors because i'm not moving more than two we'll see about that um (laughs) but like don't try and be like all cutesy with like packing just pack your stuff be efficient with it um take the stuff down on your walls if you have like hammered stuff into your walls and draw things like we have I have a lot of paint because I mean I'm a graphic designer like not an artist but like I'm creative so I have a bunch of paint on hand and I try Noah like spackles the walls over the holes um and like I'll just paint over it we've usually had white walls where we live now we actually have like a gray wall so I don't know what we're gonna do in like two years because I don't have gray paint yeah you can always actually ask your apartment place hey do you have touch-up paint yeah I was thinking just going like Lowe's to get like a sampler Uh, but that's two years away um yeah but and we've always gotten our uh security deposits back um because we do those things and as you were packing clean if you take a bunch of stuff off your bookshelf, dust it, wipe it down real quick. Um, if, you know, you move, you're able to move boxes, you know, into your place before, you know, vacuum those areas, wipe down your surfaces, wipe down those windows, because you don't want to, like, move everything out and then at the end be left with all the stuff you have to clean. And a lot of people be like, you know what, I'd rather just lose the deposit over it. And I'm just like, 
there you can be proactive in some things so that's just my advice and I know everyone's situation is different some people have kids some people have pets we have a cat who thankfully has not like destroyed anything in our apartments knock on wood no that's awesome I completely agree with everything you said the two pieces of advice I have for when it comes to packing is also pack by broom so you can unload by room but Mm -hmm. also I didn't have a U-Haul, so the best advice I can give, like, if you're – I have a tiny Elantra. Like, it is so small. We did not really use many boxes. We used a ton of soft bags, like Ikea bags, duffel bags, like, to put stuff in. Um, And that's really helpful if you don't, like, have a U-Haul. If you have a U-Haul, use the boxes, write on the boxes. That's amazing. I even use, like, some duct tape to label things because I couldn't just, you know, write on the duffel bag. But moving into question three, moving away often means leaving behind a supportive network. So some of the strategies that I've used to build some connections and create a sense of belonging have been Bumble BFF. I don't know if you've tried that out yet, Jayla, but Bumble BFF, which I've talked about on one of my other episodes, is literally just Bumble but for meeting friends. So that is how I met my friend Julia when I was in Indiana. I haven't tried it out yet in Connecticut, but I might because making friends in a new place is super difficult, which Jayla, I'm sure you can agree with. Mm -hmm. But two of the other um, examples I have is one, the Geneva app, and that is G-E-N-E-V-A. And that is an app that's kind of like a Slack almost where you can join different channels that have different themes and meet new people. So I'm in this one influencer community and I've been able to make some mutual friends there. And they also have them like in bigger cities. Like if you like to walk, you can find like a walking group similar to like a Facebook group is the Geneva app. And thirdly, you can try sliding in the DMs. You know, some girls slide in the DMs to meet boys or boys may slide in the DMs to form romantic connections, but you can slide in the DMs to make friends too. So Jayla, is there anything that I may have left off that you think are really great ways to, you know, create a sense of belonging in a new place? Um, I too have used Bumble BFF. I actually used it my second move um when I was in Dayton. Um I met my friend Taryn. Um it's so funny, we actually grew up like 30 minutes apart and like we knew like each other's like circles of friends like she knew like everyone like I cheered with like in high school I knew wow like junior high high school yeah like we knew like um we just didn't know of each other but there's like a like a hard chance that we both were like probably hanging out with each other at the same time when we were younger and didn't know it um but she's become a really great friend to me um I'm actually going to her wedding later this year I'm so excited for her and Mac congratulations Um, they have the cutest dogs (laughs) um they yeah we have done uh, new year's parties with them we all went out on halloween um we watched Bengals games together um she and i we like the first time we met up was at a winery and it was so much fun we actually got way too drunk because we didn't know that the alcohol content was so high on the bottles we got um (laughs) so they actually (laughs) we met each other that day and then our significant others met each other that day too because they had to come pick us up (laughs) um (laughs) but yeah I see and I've been in jobs where like I'm not with people my own age and I'm 25 yeah for those of you that don't know so that's been a little bit hard for me I've usually been like with older women which is like not bad at all I love working with women um 
but like they're all in different stages of life like all of them have like kids like a husband and I can't really be like hey like you want to go get like shots this Saturday um they'll be like no little Jimmy actually has a soccer game and then I have to help <laughs> that fan with her science project um <laughs> so um but I also joined a Bobcat Connect group here in Middle Tennessee oh, yeah. um so that was also something I found um, and there's a lot of them that exist throughout the country. So if you're a Bobcat alumni living in a different state, definitely check in your area and see. Because um, I know like Columbus and Cincinnati, they for sure have them. Um, and I know like DC has one. Yeah, um, there's one in Boston too. I think that yeah. they probably have a lot of alumni type networks for mm-hmm. listeners to check into like on Facebook or Facebook groups. And I also think that like, meeting coworkers can be really great. Like you mentioned Mm -hmm. for me, it's usually really easy for me to connect with coworkers, but I always kind of struggle to get that relationship outside of work. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I know that I personally am going to have to work on if I want to make some friends. (laughs) Listen, it's hard, but like, um yeah I've met I have a really great friend Brooklyn she um went to OU and like we meet up like um a couple times a month doing trivia um we have top golf coming up and there's actually a baseball game this Friday that I wish I could go to but I've got to work um but yeah she's been really great like we check in on each other um because you're in Tennessee it's hot as hell so I'm like hey girl <laughs> make sure you're drinking your water today and she's like you too um and then I actually um, have met this girl here named Patience. Um, I am super bold, and I was at work one day. I wasn't actually working. I was just there off the clock um, hanging out, and there was a girl there that looked about my age, um, and I was like, hi, like, I'm new here, and I haven't really made any friends. Like, I know this sounds weird, but, like, would you want to hang out? And she was like, yeah, like, me too. Like, I would love to have more, you know, girlfriends, like, in my circle and stuff. Um, and like we exchanged numbers and she was super sweet. Like we've gotten dinner together. Um, I we're like trying to find a time to like, um, drink wine in her backyard. Like she's a house and it like all these dogs and I'm so excited. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been hard, but like, I think I'm pretty content with the amount of friends I have right now. Yeah. Um, like my, my core is always going to be like you, Maggie, Alice. And then I've got a couple other like Cincy girls, but like leaving the support group of like you guys, like that was probably that's probably been the hardest thing because I we all like broke off because of COVID and like with my mom being diagnosed with breast cancer um and beating it she's great she's in remission um I know you know that but for viewers (laughs) um that was really hard for me like moving in moving out while she was still battling cancer like it was super hard like I didn't feel like I could really talk to anyone um because I felt like no one understood what I was going through um it just like moving around just (laughs) made it super hard on me because I was like man like I don't want to move too far away from my mom in case something happens but like I changed my distance but yeah I'm really glad you bring that up because one of the really common things that I experience every day literally crying about it yesterday to my home friends but there's a lot of homesickness and feelings of loneliness that come with moving away, like missing your mom, missing your friend, missing each other. Mm -hmm. So what are some strategies that you've used to deal with those emotions? And what advice would you give to others that may be experiencing these feelings of homesickness and loneliness? Definitely cry. Um, I did a lot of crying 
Um, but I, I say this for anyone, like, you know, after a breakup, not sure, like, what you want to do with your life. Feel what you need to feel. That way you can process it and move on. Um, but don't be in a rush to, you know, get over, quote-unquote, that homesickness. There's no way to really get over it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, Noah was incredible. He would let me cry. He would, like, see that, like, something was off with me and be like, hey, what's going on? And I was like... I really just miss my family. My homesickness hit me a lot sooner than I had planned it to um, hit me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was actually pretty lucky. My mom graduated um, college in Indiana and like two weeks after I moved, I think it was. And um, I was like, I drove and saw her. And because my mom was graduating, like my cousins, my brother, my sister, my niece and nephew, um, my stepdad, like, all of them were there. So like that helped me tremendously just getting to spend a day with them. Um, I remember like the moment I saw her, like after she walked across the stage, like I found her and like gave her the biggest hug and I don't think I let go for like five minutes. Um, but so you know, sweet. just cause you move away, don't try and immediately separate yourself from, you know, your family or like that state, like try and make plans to, you know, 100%. go back or meet in the middle. That's something, even when I lived in Dayton, my mom yes, and I would meeting meet. in the middle. Yeah, we would meet in the middle. Um, to it's, pos- it's not possible for me to meet in the middle. That'd be no, me yeah. driving like six hours. Yeah, exactly. If it's possible, you know, try and meet in the middle. But like um, me and Alice meet in the middle all the time mm-hmm. because she's like an hour away. So we yeah. both drive like 30 minutes. But Alice is really... My main homie here in Connecticut. So you're trying to, you know, make plans. Like, Noah and I are having both our families down for Thanksgiving. And I'm actually so excited. Um, Noah's incredibly stressed out about the seating. And I'm like, that's literally the last thing we need to be stressed about. But okay. Um, and then, like, Noah's parents came down last week. And they came down for a few days. And it was just so great. Because I haven't seen his mom since we moved. His dad stayed a few days after he helped us move. Um, Because I wasn't about to put that man back on the road. Um, But definitely just try and, you know, plan little things like having your family coming down and, you know, don't, you know, automatically use, oh, the distance for like holidays and stuff. Like still make the effort because it does mean a lot and you won't realize how much it means to you until that distance is between you guys. Yeah, I completely agree. One of my points I wanted to make was just schedule time home because then it makes you excited to go home and kind can kind of diminish the feeling of loneliness or homesickness. The other thing I have is phone home. Call your friends. Yes. Call your family. If you need to schedule FaceTime dates, do so. I did not call home as much when I lived in Indiana. I didn't feel as homesick in Indiana as I feel in Connecticut. I don't know if it's the distance, but phone home, call your friends, call your family. And then lastly, and probably the thing I've utilized the most is finding your safe place. And so for me, my safe place is the movies. So whenever I get sad, I just go to the local movie theater and I watch whatever kid movies on. I saw Elemental. You better believe I'm going to watch the Barbie movie by myself as well. Uh, I've been to the movies probably like 15 times since moving here because it's the place that I just like feel very content and I'm okay with being alone there. That's actually so fun. I've never actually known that about you because I'm the same way. I don't go to the movies, but I, like, whenever I have no idea what to do with my life or, you know, I'm feeling, I literally will plot myself on my couch, pour a glass of Moscato, kettle corn, and put on a movie. My favorite Disney movie is Beauty and the Beast because it's my favorite since I was a kid. Oh, I, I won't watch a Disney movie. But, yeah, that's so funny. I never knew that that was your safe place. That's, like, mine, too. It I is. Love movies. 
But on to the next question. Settling into a new environment can be very overwhelming. Do you have any practical steps or actions that you recommend uh, to adjust to the process a little bit smoother? Honestly, I will say my adjustment moving into a new area for us, it was a little different this time around because I have been to Tennessee before. I have vacationed here many times. Never in like, I live in Spring Hill, uh, but never really been to the Nashville area. So honestly, for like the first few weeks for Noah and I, it really felt like we were just on vacation. I'm not going to lie to yeah. you. It just felt mm-hmm. like we were, it didn't feel like home, but like it didn't feel like we were outcast. Like we just felt like we were on vacation. Like summertime we moved right at the beginning of summer um but eventually me I'm definitely someone I like to submerse myself into wherever I am um so you know I will find the local coffee shops local restaurants and that was super easy because my for me my job is in hospitality and I actually uh, became a Franklin ambassador program which is just another county here that's next to where um my job is and become part of becoming an ambassador was like we had to tour all of like the local, you know, like galleries and restaurants and businesses and vendors and all these things. That way, when people come in to our bar, they're like, oh, like, you know, we're tourists. Like, what is it? What can we do? Where do you recommend to eat or like drinks or like what's the nightlife like? So for me, that was super easy because I became an ambassador fairly quick um, when I moved because it was also part of like job training for me. Um, but definitely find like your local um, little quiet places check out you know um, like an open mic night Um, again like find like a local movie theater Um, that's what and I like will even send out emails for me because I'm a freelance graphic designer so like I look at um, like different publications that I see you know at those coffee shops you know like the magazines newspapers and I reach out just letting them know like hi like I just moved to the area Um, if you guys are ever in need of like freelance um graphic designer this is linked to my portfolio um or like I ask about how much like um oh crap what advertising is in those magazines so I you know I can get well established and that's not something that's been easy for me building a new clientele in a whole different state I still am thankful that I have some clients in Dayton um Dayton and Cincy that I'm still doing work for which is great um but yeah definitely just immerse yourself in like the local stuff um, don't be afraid to just drive around for a little bit. Um, don't get too lost. Mm-hmm. Keep your phone on you and <laughs> like Google Maps. Um, and yeah, look at, you know, reviews of those local places too, because they're not always going to be great, but still protect yourself. 100%. That's exactly what I was going to say. Just ease into exploring and plan out like exploring dates. That's why I started that whole Dates with D series so I could just I go explore that. the new town. Uh, thank you. I made me I actually, loved it too. I made me get up and like actually I was like, where is my closest park? Like, <laughs> yeah. Because I just, yeah, I wanted to like feel like I wasn't on a vacation mm-hmm. really anymore. I wanted to like learn to be a local and be comfortable with that. But the only other piece of advice I have is pack pieces from home. Like, I brought my stuffies with me. It made the process smoother. But I sleep with them in bed. It makes me feel like I'm at home. But we are nearing the end. So I do have one final question. Throughout the journey of moving away, self-care definitely becomes crucial. You know, you're crying. (laughs) I'm crying. We're all crying here. But what (laughs) self-care practices have you found helpful for you during this time of change and transition? Um, So one thing, 
because I have worked in bars for like the past year, uh, traditionally, they aren't open on Mondays. So I take advantage of that. I actually will wake up, you know, get my day started, wash my face, take a shower, make my coffee, sit down, do my um, New York Times. I love doing the crossword puzzles and the spelling bee. Um, I will do like a face mask, some eye mask. Um, I'll see, you know, if I need extra skincare, um, if I need to, you know, take a bath, you know, to relax. Um, like with all the travel I just got done, I definitely did like my eye mask, my face mask, my foot mask because I was at the beach. Um, but I use those Mondays to reset. Like people have Sunday reset, but I generally am working Sundays and I know I'm going to be too tired to do anything when I get home. So I use my Mondays to really just reset for me. Um, that's when I need to, you know, send out any emails or follow-ups. And then I traditionally will use Tuesday to do actual work, like doing errands like today. Noah and I went to go get um, a couple of things we needed and like we're grilling out tonight. Um, so making sure I get all my work stuff done before the play. I'm definitely a work now, play later type of girl. Um, but I always use my Mondays for my self-care journaling. Um, I will call my mom because right now she's not working at um, the school because it's summer. So I know I can call her any time of day and just check in with her. So yeah, I definitely take advantage of my Mondays. I try and make my Mondays not crappy is really what it came down to it. Because at first I was like, oh, I hate that I don't work Mondays. And then I was like, you know what? Take this as an opportunity. For my self-care practices, I really just do gym and reading. That's basically it. Same as you, bubble bath, hey, that's, hair mask, face mask. You're doing really good, though. I have not been to the gym. I started bar, bar classes, and then I got super busy with work, so I'm trying to that's get back awesome. to that, though. That's okay. Take your time. Give yourself grace. For me, the gym is my safe space. It's always a place I, I know. I love the gym so much because... I know that no matter where I'm located in the U.S., if I'm in a different country, whatever, I can always go to the gym and I know I'm improving myself as long as I'm showing up. Mm -hmm, exactly. Like it's the one place you can go and you're always making something good for yourself. But that is the end of our episode today. So do you have any final words of wisdom or encouragement that you'd like to share with the 20-something Survival Guide fam? Um, I want to share my favorite quote. That's my favorite quote since, like, I was in junior high. Um, I don't know who said it. I'm sure some of you will. But when you feel like giving up, remember why you started. And if why you started, you don't resonate with those reasons anymore, then it's time to, you know, start something new is my thing. So remember that in all that you do, relationships, work, life, anything. Um, but yeah, just don't give up, guys. I heard, I've heard i heard our 30s are going to be incredible. We're not there yet, but <laughs> remember this. You, you got exactly. this. Exactly. No, I love that. Thank you so much. That was so beautiful. Thank you for sharing your valuable insights and experiences with us today. I know your wisdom is going to inspire and support the listeners. Ooh, I hope so. And hopefully, <laughs> hopefully help them as they navigate their own moves. But also thank you everyone for tuning in today uh, into this episode about how to survive moving away. Remember, moving can be very challenging, but it also brings tremendous growth and opportunities. A change in scenery can really open your eyes. So stay tuned for more episodes packed with practical advice and relatable stories. I will link anything Jayla wants me to link below in the show notes, whether it's her portfolio, her Instagram. So make sure to check her out. 
Don't forget to follow us on whatever platform you get your podcast because now I'm on all places wherever you can get your podcast. Yay. Make sure to rate the show. Thank you, Jayla. <laughs> please, please, please rate the show so we can help continue to grow this 20-something survival guide community. And as always, you can follow me on Instagram at Darian Diaries. Until next time, I'm Darian Alexis. Thanks for listening and don't forget to survive and thrive.